right, Keith, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having um, me. Maybe you can tell the listeners a little bit about your background. I know you have uh, advertising, marketing background, and definitely those are uh, key skill sets to have in uh, 2020. So uh, maybe just, you know, talk about like what's your uh, what's your background and maybe like what's your earliest kind of memory with like advertising in general? Okay, so uh, thank you for having me on the podcast. Uh, very much appreciate you. Um, my earliest memory of advertising and marketing goes back to college. So when I was in college, I worked at a gym, at a, uh, a small gym uh, from the university. And I wasn't making that much money. And I was looking for a way to make more money. And a friend mentioned that in the advertising department of the student newspaper, you could make commission on getting companies to place ads in the newspaper. So I applied for that, got that, started making more money. And that was kind of like my first introduction into the advertising world. You I know? love that. Yeah. Do you remember the pricing of those spots back then? Uh, uh, what university is this? <laughs> uh, uh, this is University of Virginia. Yep. And uh, the Cav Daily was the student newspaper. And... Uh, no, I don't remember how much what the rate was <laughs> or anything like that. that. Yeah, how that would progress over the years. So, so you're working and you're doing kind of ad sales is kind of how you got in the, in right. the business, right? Yes. So, ad sales, but at the same time, I was allowed to do a little graphic design and writing. Oh, okay. So you were actually part of the creative team too, right? Right. You so you two for one. There. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I would sell it, and then sometimes, sometimes you know, they had a pretty good idea of what they wanted. And so I would maybe add little suggestions, add little graphic design touches, or add little different phrases and mm. create ads for them. And so uh, that was an early way on how I got into advertising marketing. Oh, and another thing was in college, um, you know, every college student uh, is just pounded with, you know, homework and stuff like that. And so late at night, what I used to do is I used to create these little study breaks where I would create uh, posters for my dorm room. Uh, because in the student bookstore where, uh, uh, where I went to college, I wasn't too thrilled like with the posters. They Nice little posters that they put up. They were clever and stuff like that. People put up. I wasn't too impressed with them. And so I thought, you know, I can do better myself. And so uh, late at night, I would just, you know, just had some fun. And I probably made some cheesy, cheesy little posters that I would put there myself. But that's what got me into this mindset of like, oh, I can kind of create myself. And that's pushed me to like advertising and marketing as well. So oh, that's cool. So, yeah. so what was your um, what was your first job out of college? First job out of college. So uh, let's see. Well, right after college, I went to portfolio school. So got more a little more debt, um, and uh, that's where you create a portfolio of fake ads, um, and then you have this portfolio of fake ads, and then you present it to advertising agencies. And if they like, you know, the kind of promise you're showing, then they'll hire you. Hmm. So after portfolio school, after two years of that, uh, I went to um, uh, I went to New York, and my first job was uh, Cliff Freeman and Partners, and it was an advertising agency in New York, New York City. And uh, yeah, I was super thrilled to have that job because they they did a lot of TV ads, and they were also a funny shop. They were known for their humor, and uh, so that was my first job. And had a bunch of fun doing that. What was the size of the shop and kind of what was what were you doing there? So the size of the shop, I would say maybe there were about 80 people at the time. 
when I started there, and I was doing copywriting. Uh, so I, I would be paired with an art director partner, so the copywriter is an art director, and they would partner up, and we would create concepts for different ads, whether it was a print ad, whether it was an outdoor billboard, uh, whether it was like a little experience, um, whether it was a video and uh, commercials and, or a radio, radio spot as well. So we would just concept on all those different things together and then present it to our creative directors and, and stuff like that. Was it independent or was it part of like a larger holding company? Uh, at the time, it was independent. Um, actually, the founder of Cliff Freeman um, was this guy named Cliff Freeman and he actually was this you know, star uh, advertising creative and he had created like, uh, this is back in like the 80s, he had created these uh, funny commercials like Where's the Beef? Um, they also did Little Caesars. And so around that time, that was like really big on TV. They were like very funny ads. And so, um, so yeah, that's, so it was independent, completely independent. What did you learn there? What was like your big takeaway before you left? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that. So um, I would say what I learned there most was business relationships are extremely important. Um, it, it, we had a lot of fun creating ads and I guess, you know, I'm biased, but I thought we did really good work um, in terms of pitching clients. So there was a lot of pitching of new business and uh, we would pitch and we'd win some and lose some, but sometimes we lose, lose some to uh, and, and we thought we did really good job. We're like, oh, you know, we were really surprised that we didn't win certain things. And that's when I started to recognize that it's not just about how zany or funny stump something is. It's more about the business relationship you have with uh, your potential client. That's the most important thing. And uh, that's I've taken that on um, as I've gone for, further in my career. Love that. Yeah. So where did you go after you left? Uh this shop. So after Cliff Freeman, uh, I did freelance for a bunch of different shops, um, some small shops like uh, Cliff Freeman that were about you know, 80, 80 people. But I also worked for uh, companies like Ogilvy as well, which is really big behemoths, international behemoths. So I work in their Norfolk, uh, in their uh, New York office uh, for a couple projects. So um, so bounced around a little bit uh, doing freelance for maybe about two and a half years and then uh, joined a small um, multicultural firm uh, called Footsteps. And I stayed there for maybe about six years, six and a half, something, something like that. What was and, the takeaway there? Uh, takeaway there was, um, well, I'll say it was interesting to be at an advertising agency where we were charged with advertising, particularly to African-American uh, African-American market or multicultural market. So that, that was a mix of other different cultures as well. Uh, and I'd say my, my big takeaway there is that, um, well, as we all know, diversity is very important. Um, and we would find that, so with general market and um, uh, uh, targeted agencies, for example, like, let's say Gillette. Uh, we worked with a general market agency, a big general market agency, and then we would work on the African-American portion of, 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 of Gillette work. And essentially what I, I found out was um, working on these kinds of projects, it's really important to uh, make sure that everybody gets a seat at the table so that there's all sorts of 
um, experiences and perspectives that you get into creating the content that you want. Just especially for a company like that, um, it's really important that uh, you know everybody gets a, everybody's view is heard because what might work for one segment of the market might not work for African Americans. For so for we were working with African American men, and as you you probably know, African American men have issues with sensitive skin. Uh, there's a higher preponderance of, uh, of um, razor bumps with African-American men where um, some razors cut way too close. And so that's one of the things that we were um, working on is trying to uh, differentiate this, the things that we were pushing compared to what the general market was pushing. Because especially in razors, it's, uh, you know, it's five, bl five blades, six blades, so you know, there would be more and more blades and getting closer and closer. But for African-American men, that's the kind of thing that uh, can help to harm their skin because it, it cuts below, cuts hair below the surface, and that usually causes you know razor bumps to you know come up a little faster. So it's just kind of important to have a diversity of voices when it comes to um, uh, a brand you know speaking out into the world. That's interesting. And so take me to this uh, even like when you work with uh, as you work as a freelancer, what type of uh, what was your pitch, I guess, to maybe these agencies or to uh, even companies, if you work directly with companies, like when you came in, were you kind of selling them on ideas or were you kind of leaning on that business relationship side where you had maybe worked on an account before or you've been in a uh, pitch before and maybe you kind of say, hey, I got, you know, here's my portfolio. Take a look at me later on if this doesn't, you know, like how did you kind of navigate like and get because these aren't just like, you know, this is the royalty, you know, it sounds like that you've been, um, you know, your career has been based in. So, like, how did you uh, how did you do it? So I would say uh, in in working with advertising agencies, they had the uh, relationships with, you know, those big multinational kind of companies, you know, the uh, the Gillettes, the Nissans and Lolos and stuff like that. So it wasn't necessarily talking directly to them that I would pitch my services. So if I'm freelancing, I would uh, you know, show my portfolio to the ad agency and uh, people who need more writers or art directors, or other creatives to work on their business. So, you know, it's just a matter of just, you know, kind of showing them my work. You know, this is what I worked on. This is what my experience is. And it's it's it's. It's more of a show kind of thing. I mean, it, it's, it's definitely on how well you get along with people. I mean, that's, that's definitely a big thing. And being just a nice person is the most important thing. But uh, also, what kind of work have you worked on? And so uh, with advertising, it's big about show. Whereas you know, in some other uh, disciplines, it's not as much about uh, you know, the work you've done. It's more about maybe the relationships and, and how you can sell people on what you've done. But with advertising, at least with advertising agencies, it's more, well, what kind of work did you do? You know, um, what, what resulted from all this work? So makes sense. Yeah. So where did you kind of go from, go to from there? Uh, so from there, uh, I wanted, uh, uh, a bit of a change. Um, I love the people I worked with, um, but, uh, I wanted a change, um, from New York and there were just a bunch of different things that were, um, I was thinking about at that time. Um, uh, on the side, I had a student program um, at a school in Brooklyn uh, where it exposed kids to um, these fun project-based learning experiences. And so I loved doing that. So that was one thing I had on the side that 
I, I love doing. Uh, and it was, it was called Project Exposed. So I was like, exposing them to just different experiences. And while I was doing that, I was thinking like, I kind of need to expose myself to new things as well. And so um, I had had some friends who had lived um, in other countries in the past. And so that kind of inspired me to try to want to do something similar to that. And so um, long story short, I quit my job uh, uh, and gave up my apartment and I started doing some traveling. Uh, so I call it uh, my quarter career gap year. And I did, um, uh, I did some traveling, uh, volunteering and writing. Uh, in six countries for the, over the course of the year. Uh, so that was an exciting, exciting time. So after doing that, uh, I came back to Virginia, where I'm from, uh, and I would come back uh, here and there to help with family. And I came back here and I decided, um, you know, let me go out on my own to set up my own kind of marketing practice. And, uh, you know, I decided this would be a good place to do that. And uh, that's what I've, that's where I've been since. Nice. Yeah. And so, how'd you get the first client? How did I get the first client? Uh, I would say it's a mix of referring, uh, just, you know, uh, some people I know might recommend me to certain people. Um, uh, just reaching out. So, when I first got down here, I reached out to various ad agencies. I did some work for some ad agencies in the area. Uh, but then, aside from that, I would just try to engage as much as possible the local like business community so i would go to like one million cups or um go to very startup meetups or, or or meetings and just kind of meet people in the area and so from there i would i would meet different folks who might connect me to a client but then also uh just through some of my old connections in, in new york and other places uh i met some other people who are in, in different places like new york and stuff like that and so i have now clients some retainer clients that are up there and and a lot of different places as well what kind of work are you focusing on primarily like are, are you do you consider yourself a specialist um i would say so right now so my consultancy not a small time thing right now so i focus on I would say right now, three different areas. So marketing strategy and management is one side. Uh, content creation is another side. And then podcast production is another side. Um, so, so I work in those three areas. So an example of marketing strategy and management are uh, one of my clients is a small fitness studio in uh, Brooklyn, New York. Uh, they cater to people 40 years old and up. Uh, and so I help with marketing strategy. But then I also, after we create a strategy, I help to manage the, like the graphic designers and the videographers to create content for them. Uh, on the uh, podcast production side, um, after a couple years of working with uh, WHRO here in this area, I decided to combine you know, that podcast experience with some marketing experience and to start offering those services for companies that wanted to get into that podcast arena. And so um, I've consulted with some clients you know, uh, on there's some people who want to get into podcasts, but uh, after some investigation, after we a couple meetings, find out it might be better that they plug some marketing holes first before they get into podcasting. Uh, but for uh, example, in 2019, I worked with an organization that wanted to create a entrepreneurial ecosystem builder podcast. Um, so uh, I led them through like three phases. So that's opportunity assessment, creating strategy, then we did podcast definition, and then, uh, 
uh, podcast pilot development. So we created like maybe four, four pilot episodes, and uh, that's, that's really fun. I, I love that aspect of it. And uh, unfortunately, you know, um, uh, there's some reorganization, and you know, uh, they're, I think, presently like, looking to find some funding. But either way, I had a fun time, and it, it was a good learning experience for me uh, to do that. So that's podcast production, and then content creation, um, aside from you know, social media, blogs, and stuff like that. Uh, uh, lately, I've been doing um, some docu-series development. So one of my clients is a video production company, and uh, we have a couple different docu-series in different stages of development. Uh, so one uh, is we're actually filming right now. We're filming the pilot for. It's kind of like a quirky, interesting family um, that we're doing a docu-series on. So we're doing that right now. Uh, and then another one, which you, you, you may have seen like maybe a trailer about, um, was a docu-series around uh, startup accelerators and all the learning, mentoring, and training that happens within those. So that's on the shelf for now, but um, we definitely want to push that uh, a little later in the year. But So that's uh, my content creation side. So I would say uh, the work I do now is a mix of marketing and storytelling. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And uh, what kind of mentors have you had or at all? Any, anyone that you go to and show them your ad and get their two cents or uh, do you uh, just kind of learn from uh, the client? Like, how do you think about that? I mean, I just try to learn from as many people as possible. I learned from you. I learned from, uh, you know, the colleagues that were in uh, the co-working space where I, where I worked. I learned from uh, past colleagues, associate I worked with in the past. Um, and then I would say books are, um, or, you know, other various peoples that are at the top of their field. You know, I try to read the books. I try to follow their blog posts just to try to learn from the best in the various industries as much as possible. So, for example, um, uh, one book that I, I just read. Um, well, first, I'll, I'll mention like in marketing sphere, uh, a podcast I really like is uh, Marketing School with uh, Eric Sue and Neil Patel. They're really fantastic marketing practitioners, so it's really great to hear and learn about some of the things they're trying. Um, as far as books are concerned, uh, one book I'd highly recommend um, is uh, Infinite Game, uh, which is by uh, Simon Sinek, and he's written a bunch of books, but the reason why I like uh, The Infinite Game is because it's kind of similar to what we, were, we talked a little bit about before we got on the podcast. Um, so Infinite Game is about uh, finite games and infinite games. So finite game is all about, uh, especially in business, where you're all about competing and trying to beat somebody. You're trying to and make the other person lose. Where infinite game is all about trying to get everybody to keep on playing the game. So it's all about creating collaborators as opposed to competitors. And so I really love that idea of just trying to get everybody together to uh, advance a just cause, as they call it. Just this, this lofty notion that you might not ever be able to achieve yourself, but everybody's marching in the same, similar direction. So um, instead of competitors, there's more rivals that you can learn from. So, uh, so as far as mentors are concerned, uh, that book is, it, it mentors me in ways that I want to be or the way that I want to you know, uh, orient my, my business. Love it. Yeah. What, um, what are you most proud of in your career? Most proud of my career. Wow. Could be a TV commercial, <laughs> could be that line that, you know, one sentence line that you wrote, you know, for, you know, a business or something or. Yeah. That's yeah, great. It's a great question. Um, no, that's that's kind of, that's a, that's a tough one. The, I would say right now, the most thing I'm most proud of, it's, 
it's um, it's the uh, student program that I uh, that I created when I was in New York. Um, is very small. You know, I started off kind of mentoring like every other Saturday. Then I turned that into like a small student program where I would start to bring in different professionals and create different experiences for the kids. Uh, I'm most proud of that just because, uh, and I got really, really passionate about that, about education and around impacting, you know, folks in education, as particularly in like under-resourced communities. That, that is what I'm most, most proud of. And then uh, New Year, got any things that you're excited about, new goals, um, things that you're looking forward to? Uh, I'm looking forward to see where, you know, some of these docu-series go, just because it's such a new area for, for me and the, the clients that I'm, uh, I'm working with. And uh, yeah, it's new. It's, it's, so as I said, I, I really enjoy um, storytelling and, and marketing at the same time. And so it's part of that storytelling piece. And um, especially the Startup Accelerator docuseries, that's interesting. So I'd love to see where that goes. Um, and then maybe on the marketing side of things, I'm very curious about things like um, uh, automating email sequences. It's just, you know, it's a, it's a tried and true thing that a lot of people have done, been doing in the past, but I haven't tried it as much with my clients, but it's something that we're looking into, we're gonna start experimenting with just to automate things so that we don't, so that, you know, a team of three can seem like a team of 40, you know, just sending out emails and educating and then offering things to clients. So that's what I'm excited about. And where can the listeners connect and follow you? Uh, you can connect with me at my website, uh, keithjsaunders.com, and then find me on LinkedIn, Keith Saunders at LinkedIn. That's the best place to find me. I appreciate you doing this. All right. Thank you.